أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر إنه كان توابا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله السمد لم يلد ولم يلد ولم يقل له كفوا أحد صدق الله العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم the business that we're in or the journey that we're on is by definition a solitary affair because the divine encounter only happens for the individual <coughs> your experience of the proximity of Allah is a singular experience it is not one that can be shared and is not subject to a congre- congregational um, method Otherwise, why is it that you could have 10 people sitting in a circle and two people going to a hall and the other eight don't? You can have a multitude standing in a jamaat and half of the people there are distracted. And maybe one or two experience a very sweet closeness with Allah. This demonstrates that the only place where the meeting happens between Abd and Rabb is in the heart of the individual. Mm. It is not a collective thing. This is one of the reasons why we are <coughs> taught that there's no priesthood in Islam. Because your, your experience of the divine proximity and the divine encounter 
is something that isn't mediated and cannot be mediated by another human being. It doesn't mean to say that other people can't be helpful to you, particularly if you're sincere and they have journeyed themselves because they can possibly point out some shortcuts, they can point out some pitfalls. <coughs> but essentially, you have to do the work yourself. Your journey is your own, and you cannot ride the coattails of anybody else. And there's nobody who can claim to intercede for you. This has to mean, and it cannot mean otherwise, that if you're sincere on this path, that you, you deal with particularly religious authority with, a, with some circumspection. And you, you don't allow yourself to be browbeaten <coughs> with texts. <coughs> and with references, and hadith, and uh, quotations from Qur'an. Because you have to acknowledge that whoever's quoting, that person is still mediating their reference through human intelligence, their own intelligence, which is by, def by definition flawed. Otherwise, explain to me why it is possible that you could get people like um, these uh, Salafis who get up to these monstrous things. And they get up to monstrous things using Quran and Sunnah as the, to justify what they do. Things which to another human being would look, look um, appear completely um, uh, you know, out of place in the 20th century, 21st century, you know, the sort of amputations, um, uh, crucifixions, uh, enslavement, um, uh, you know, uh, child marriages. I mean, the most horrendous litany of abuse, all in the name of Quran and Sunnah. So, there's no remedy other than to sharpen your own conscience. There's, um, there's, uh, your, your journey to your Rabb is your own journey, it's your singular journey. Uh, and in this, this process, work with authority, with a little bit of circumspection and with a gentle touch. Hmm. Commit to your practice, commit to your salah,
so that you can have these experiences <coughs> of the divine proximity and you can start building a bank of these experiences because the, the more firmly you are rooted in your experience of the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the less likely it is that you'll get up to mischief It makes nonsense of the idea of fitra. In other words, this natural form of man. To then say that a human being needs reams and reams of texts before he, uh, he or she can be trusted to act morally. In fact, the moment you justify your action by having to refer to a text, you can rest assured there's something somewhat fishy going on. If somebody does something that you intuitively feel, but this doesn't look right, and they then justify what they've done on the basis of Quran and Sunnah, know that the moment he's having to justify himself, there's already something wrong here. Now, it's very important that you don't misconstrue what I'm referring to here as saying there's no role for fiqh, there's no role for authority, there's no role for uh, um, the study of Qur'an, obviously. But use the authorities with a gentle hand and make your own interpretation. Make your get 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 your own get your own intuitive experience of the the, the realities that we are pursuing on this path. <clears throat> no matter how profound the text is, the text is always still maps. And we've spoken about this distinction here many times. In this much as there's a difference between cartography and exploration. Cartography is about making maps, maps, exploring exploration is about going into the territory, and the map is not the territory. There's a real experience that sits behind all of these things that we recite and we say and we do. <coughs> Go and inhabit that real land. Go and inhabit that real experience and speak from the, the authority of that experience and learn to speak from the authority of that experience. And when you speak from the authority of that experience, you will find, you'll find resonance with, in Quran and Sunnah that will confirm. That'll, you're speaking from, this is what I understand, this is what I know. You see, there's something fraudulent with regard to speaking about a reality that you haven't experienced yourself. <coughs> so, 
So even if one starts making these references to, you know, uh, Allah is not going to accept this and Allah will accept that and this is what's going to give you sort of sawab and that's what, you know, these, you must be very careful. Do you really know this? Do you know this like you've seen the sun come up in the east? Is it of that kind of category of reality? Or is this something that you've heard somebody mention or you've read in a text? Rather, don't make the pronouncements that have come from texts, but speak from your own real experience. For example, you will know that if you if you allow yourself to get really quiet and you root yourself in the sense of real conviction that when you pick up your hands you make a dua that dua will get realized and if you do that frequently enough you'll have a real experience that when you then say i bear witness that this is true then your bearing of witness is a truthful bearing of witness On the other hand, to say something like, uh, you know, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, this person narrated from this person narrated from Rasulullah that you know there's forty thousand blessings that come from you know brushing your teeth in a particular way that kind of, yeah. this is not useful. Is you, you don't know. Have you spoken to the angels who are making that recording? No. So speak less and speak on the authority of what you have real experience over. And then your own saluk will be swift. It will not be cluttered. Because you have to understand that all of these, these things that we, <coughs> we like to kind of speculate about clutter the deck. And so you no longer see things as they are. You confuse yourself. Speak with the authority of first-hand experience. And for the rest, hold your peace. Shut up. Don't speculate. And don't use Quran and Sunnah as an excuse to have a long speculative discourse. May Allah grant us nearness to him. May grant us annihilation to him. May grant us death before we die. In Allah, how many Katarina Sulu and Nabi, you are living out in the Sulu Ali was sitting in Testima. Allah, my city, and I see him. Hamdin of the Kurus.